Hey, and welcome to another episode of Momsy Podcast. I'm your host, Naimiki. So where do I begin? I feel like I need to catch you guys up on all the things that have been happening. So as you guys can hear, it's just me recording the podcast because right now, Chrishell has a lot going on and doing a podcast is not really a priority in her life right now, understandably, because sis is going through a whole lot of stuff. So hopefully she'll be able to like do the podcast with me again someday soon. But for now, it's just going to be me and I'm going to be doing these little solo episodes. So anyways, I guess I can just catch you guys up on how my week or how things have been since the last time you guys heard an episode. So the last time we did an episode was back in November. It was right before Thanksgiving. We were prepping for Thanksgiving. I think it was like a few days before Thanksgiving. Um, Thanksgiving came and went. I closed on my first house with my fiance the Monday after Thanksgiving. We got the keys to our new house. I managed to flood the bathroom within less than 24 hours of us being in the house. I mean, that's like a normal Mickey thing to do. Like if I'm not causing chaos, like, am I really here? But he was able to fix it and it wasn't that big of a deal in the end. It was great. Um, In December, I celebrated my 27th birthday. Yes, I'm inching that much closer to 30. I'm actually excited to turn 30. I don't know why. Maybe it's because the start of like a new decade, but I don't know. I'm not really rushing time either. Like I'm going to enjoy these last few years that I have in my 20s, but I'm embracing the fact that I'm getting older. I mean, my body's definitely telling me I'm getting older. Last night, I was doing my fiance's hair And I like bent my knee and heard it crack. And when I got up, like the pain that was in my knee, I was like, damn, is old age like knocking at my door? Like I'm only 27. Like, why am I feeling like I'm 56? But I don't know. I guess I need to get out more and start exercising more or something. But anyway, so I celebrated my birthday. We had Christmas, our first Christmas in the new house. And it was amazing. We had a few family members come over. It was great. We broke in New Year's at the new house. It was just us and the kids. We just like watched the ball drop. When the clock strike 12, my fiance let out some fireworks in the backyard. And thankfully, now we live in a neighborhood where doing fireworks is not the end of the world. Like they're not calling the cops on us. Like at our old apartment complex, like people used to do fireworks for 4th of July and the cops would come and it was just always a bad thing. So, yeah, it's always great to, you know, be able to enjoy yourself and not have to worry about the cops being called. So, yeah, I feel like that's about all that's been going on in my life since the last time we did an episode. Um, I was kind of sort of going through like a little funk mentally and I wasn't really sure what was causing it. I feel like after we bought our house, like, I feel like one of my number one goals in life was to always buy a house, have some sort of property of my own, a yard for my kids to play in. And it's like, once I accomplished that goal, I didn't really know what was next. I still don't really know what what's next for me. Like, I feel like I accomplished my biggest goal that I had personally. And I'm like now at a crossroads in my life where I'm kind of confused on where do I go next? So... I was in a funk because of that, like just not feeling like what my purpose is, I should say, I guess. So I recently started therapy. 
And I feel like therapy gets a really bad name. Like people are always like, oh, well, you only go to therapy if like something's wrong with you, you're crazy or whatever the case is. I feel like we need to stop that narrative. Like therapy is more than just when shit gets, when you hit rock bottom, that's when you decide to go to therapy. I feel like even if you feel like you're okay, you can still benefit from therapy. So I started, I downloaded this app called Cerebral. And I was able to like find a coach, well, a therapist that I wanted to work with. So like they have like their bios, they have a picture of them. And I, for me, it was very important to find a therapist who was a woman and also African-American because I wanted somebody who could relate to what I was going through in my life. Like, I feel like a white therapist wouldn't really have, well, she could probably give me textbook answers on how to navigate through life of being a black woman in America or just being a black woman period. But I feel like it would be better for me coming from someone who has experience because this is what they're living. This is their truth. So I started therapy and I found a therapist that works for me and I'm on week two of therapy. And so far it's going amazing. The first week, my first session, I pretty much cried like the whole time, like snot running down my nose, like the whole nine. It was embarrassing, but I really needed to get the things that I had on my chest off my chest. And it was like after that first, just that one session, I felt like such a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Like I was walking around like my days felt sunnier, even though it's been snowing and raining here nonstop. But like everything just felt so much clearer, so much better. My anxiety, my anxiety is still pretty bad, but like I feel a little bit better about myself because now I'm actually trying to do something to help with my anxiety instead of just living and coexisting with it and being like, oh, well, it's my anxiety. That's why I'm acting this way or that's why I'm being this way. I feel better about myself because now I'm actually doing something about it. So I feel like even if you don't think you need therapy, you should just take like maybe a session or two. And I guarantee you it'll make you feel better. And it's also a way to hold myself accountable because it's like a lot of times I start stuff and I don't necessarily follow through with it. And I feel like my kids are getting older. They're starting to notice when I'm not being my 100% best self. So I want to be my best self for them. I want to be the best partner for my partner because I don't want to be going through life and my kids look back at, at their life and be like, well, my mom was always stressed out and my mom was always on edge. Like, I don't want that for them. So I feel like it's time that I take the necessary actions to get myself together. But that's about all that I have to catch you guys up on for now. But I'll keep you guys updated if you're interested on how my therapy sessions are going every week and if I notice any changes within myself. So anyways, on to this week's discussion. So on Sunday, the Oscars occurred and I'm not a big award show person. I don't necessarily tune into them. I feel like the last time I may have watched an award show must have been at least five years ago. I don't think I've watched any within that time span. I usually just wait for whatever hits social media, whatever interesting clips. I'll watch that kind of stuff, but I don't ever watch the shows. They're not for me. I think they're boring. I usually fall asleep. Most of the time, like, but before when they would come on, it would be like later on at night and I have younger kids, so I'm not going to make it through the whole show. I'm going to be passed out halfway through. 
If you listen to the previous episodes when me and Chriselle tried to watch the um, Dave Chappelle special on Netflix and I passed out and couldn't tell you what happened after halfway after through the, the um, show, that's what happens to me with award shows. I don't really care who's singing. I don't care who's presenting. I'm asleep. If it's one thing about me, once my head hit that pillow, I'm asleep. So anyways, the Oscar happened and... I was actually binge watching a show with my fiance and I just happened to glance at my phone. I was like, hmm, let me see what's going on on Facebook real quick. I get on Facebook and I see everybody talking about the fact that Will Smith slapped Chris Rocks. So I was like, maybe it's part of the show, a sketch or whatever that was happening. So I look up the video and this to me, when I first saw the video, I was like, this, this looks really, really fake. And then because what the video that I saw, it didn't have any context and like all the words were like muted out. So I couldn't really tell what was going on. So I was like, you know me, I got to dig in further to figure out what's going on because I'm nosy. So, uh, you know, it only takes a couple searches on Facebook and Twitter to really get the real tea of what was happening. So apparently Chris Rock was on stage. He was one of the hosts at the Oscars this year. He gets on stage and he pretty much makes a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith and her being in the new G.I. Jane movie. And at first, the camera spans over to Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith laughs. But then it goes back to him and he's not laughing anymore. And quite frankly, at this point, he's up out of his seat and he walks up on stage and slaps Chris Rock and then like just calmly walks away and goes back to his seat and sits down. So then the camera. So then Chris Rock was like, wow, it's just a G.I. Jane joke. And then the camera uh, pans back to Will Smith and he was like, keep my wife's effing name out your mouth. So, oh, that's when Chris Rock was like, it's just a G.I. Jane joke. And then Will Smith repeated himself and was like, keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. Now, the debate that everybody is going crazy over the interwebs is whether or not Will Smith was in the right or whether he was wrong. Here's what I think. I think Chris uh, Will Smith was both right and he was wrong. I'm going to say that he was right because he was defending his wife. If you know Jada Pinkett Smith, she has publicly talked about the fact about her hair loss journey. And at first, the last video I saw, I think it was on Red Table Talk, and she was talking about how her hair was falling out and she doesn't really know what's causing it. But it's like she's always had this long, beautiful hair. And if you know Jada Pinkett Smith over like the last few years or whatever, she's always been rocking um, like a shortcut. Like, you know, back in the 90s, they used to rock like those really short like curls or like. Um, I forgot what the hairstyles are called, but they rock like the really short hair or whatever. And then I didn't even realize it got to a point where she didn't have hair at all anymore until probably until this whole situation happened. So I guess it's um, she has alopecia and. So she has alopecia, and I guess most people know that. I didn't know that that's what she was diagnosed with. I just knew that her hair was a sensitive topic for her because I've watched her be emotional publicly as she talked about it. So basically, Will Smith was like, don't talk about my wife. It's not funny. Like, And he handled the situation the way he felt that it was best to handle the situation. Now, here's why I think that he was wrong. 
I feel like he was wrong because I don't like the fact that it played out on national TV in front of all these white people. Because now everybody's running with the narrative that Black people are violent. We don't know how to control ourselves. We're animals. We're this. We're that. We don't know how to behave. I even see other Black people on Twitter and stuff saying, well, now they're not going to invite us anywhere and all this other stuff. And I'm like, that's why I don't like the fact that it happened on national TV. But at the same time, I feel like he's not wrong for what he did. Like, don't talk about my wife. Don't talk about my kids. Just keep my family out your mouth. Now, here's why I feel like it was. And honestly, when I first looked at the slap that Will Smith gave Chris Rock, I was like, that man looks like he's a little upset about something more than this joke. That's why I thought it wasn't real when I first saw it, because I'm like, it seems a little aggressive for this little joke that he just made. Like he could have brushed it off and then, you know, checked him after the fact or checked him behind stage because he was a nominee for the King Richard movie. But I, after me thinking that the next morning I woke up and I see video circulating of Chris Rock from the 2016 Oscars. And he was basically saying like, at this time, Jada and a bunch of other actors and stuff, they were all boycotting the Oscars because they don't, they don't the Oscars and those award shows, they don't cater to our people. And when I say our people, I mean black people. They don't want to nominate us for these awards. They don't when they do nominate us to appease us, they don't give us these awards. But that's a discussion I'm gonna have in a little bit. So Jada and some other actors, I remember they were all boycotting going to the they were basically saying, like, we're not supporting the Oscars, don't watch it, don't go, whatever the case is. And Chris Rock made a joke. He was like, Jada's talking about boycotting the Oscars, but it's like me trying to get into Rihanna's panties. I wasn't invited. So basically he was like how she on, she was only in TV shows that year. She wasn't in any movies. So like, why would she be even be invited to the Oscars if she's not even a nominee or like a thought? So I think that's what kind of started it. And then this last attack the other night is what fueled, uh, Will Smith to react the way that he did because it's like why is Jada always a topic of discussion with this man at the Oscars and then he got he's kikiing like a clown in front of all these people and got these white people laughing at her and making she's basically the butt of all his jokes and it's annoying for Will Smith apparently and that makes me want to bring up another um point I don't understand why black women always have to be the butt of everybody's jokes. Like, why? We're always the joke for everybody. You want to be funny? Make a, make fun of a black woman. You want to be this? Make fun of a black woman. I get on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all I see is people bashing black women, talking about what black women can and can't do. We're angry. We're aggressive. We're this. We're that. Why are we always a topic of discussion when it comes to these black men? Like they don't attack nobody else the way they attack us. We're always the ones that's on the front line when it comes to black men. But do they do they have their do they have our back the way we have theirs? From what I see on the internet, I don't think so. Because even now with all of this stuff happening, people are like, I see men complaining that Will Smith even stood up for his wife. Like, what kind of clown are you to think that this man should let somebody else disrespect his wife? Not once, but twice on national TV, and he should just be okay with it. It just goes to show the type of person that y'all are, the type of men that they are. Because black women are always the ones defending black men. 
We're always on the front line for them. Black lives matter. Black men's lives matter. All this stuff. And it's like the ch- the soonest chance some black men get, they're ready to bash us and throw us to the wolves. And I'm not okay with that. Y'all really need to check yourself because that's not okay. And it's really sick and sad that some of these men have wives, they have mothers, they have aunts, and they have daughters. So you're okay with men disrespecting your daughter. I always live by the fact that I want, I'm going to treat my kids the way I want people to treat them. And I'm going to treat people the way that I want them to treat me. So if you're okay with disrespecting black women as a black man, then you should be okay with with people disrespecting your black daughter, your black mother, your black aunt, your black sister, your black cousin, that's a woman. It don't matter. You should just be okay with the disrespect and don't react any way to it. Um, I had another point that I wanted to bring up. Um, let me think. Okay, so here's what I'm going to give my take on why I feel what well, I did say I felt like it was he was wrong for the situation because it happened on national TV. That's the only part that I don't like. I hate that people are jumping to a whole bunch of conclusions and narratives that just are irrelevant to the topic at hand. Like I seen a tweet and somebody was like, oh, that could have been Betty White and she could have fell back and hit her head and da 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 da. Like, why are you reaching so far into the stars for shit that cannot even happen? Number one, Betty White is already dead. And number two, Betty White would not be sitting there cracking jokes about somebody's appearance like that. I've never even heard Betty White be disrespectful like that. Second of all, I don't think anybody's going to get on stage and slap the shit out of Betty White anyways, because number one, she's elderly. And she won't come out of pocket like that if she was still here. Rest in peace to Betty White. That was my homegirl. Loved her. Um, I'm also seeing comedians on the internet saying like, well, now we got to watch our backs and we can't take, we can't make certain jokes anymore because everybody's offended. I don't, I never thought that medical conditions was something to joke about ever. Never found it funny. Honestly, I don't even find shit funny when I go to, when I see comedy shows and they're making fun of the way somebody looks. Like, people can't control the things, their outward appearance. They can't control those kind of situations. So maybe it's because I am I have some sort of, like, you know, sometimes I, like, lack the confidence of myself physically. So, like, I don't take jokes very well when people are trying to be funny about the way I look or the way other people look. It's just not funny to me. I feel like there's so many things in the world that we can joke about. And to be joking about someone's like it could have been a situation where like you're cracking jokes about somebody being bald or because they had hair a year ago and now they're bald. You don't know if that person has cancer and they're going through chemo. You never know what people are going through. And I guess people are like, oh, we're being too sensitive. I don't care. Let me be sensitive. But again, you could make all the jokes you want to make, but don't be you can't be telling people how to react to your jokes because not everybody's going to find you funny. And I didn't find the joke funny. Number one. So comedians, they don't have to worry about people getting on stage and slapping them. I feel like that's also a reach. Nobody's going to get on stage and slap you unless you're outright being disrespectful. People can take a joke. It's 2022. We can still take a joke. It's just the manner in which the joke is told. And there's no need for you to keep coming after somebody every time you get on somebody's stage. So I feel like these comedians saying, well, now we have to be careful and security is going to be even more tight and blah, blah, blah. 
it's not that it's not that deep. I promise you, the average person is not gonna get on stage and slap the shit out of you. It's not gonna happen. People make mistakes. And then my other thing is, I feel like everybody is saying that Will Smith is this horrible person and da 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 da. At the end of the day, all these celebrities are humans. Humans make mistakes. The only difference is, is that their mistakes are being broadcasted across the world for everybody to see and have an opinion on. People are like, oh, why didn't he have this same energy with August Alcina and all these other people who he's who has had actual conflicts with him? And I'm like, we don't know what happened behind closed doors. We don't know what the ins and outs of Jada and Will's marriage is besides what rumors have been going around and besides what they have actually confirmed and denied. I'm not in their house. You're not in their house. So I'm confused why everybody's telling him how he needs to react to things. You can't, you can do what you, the whole point that I'm trying to make is Chris Rock and any comedian, they can make any kind of joke that they want to make, but just know that you should be prepared for whatever comes with you making that joke. So if you offend somebody and they slap the shit out of you, then guess what? You got to deal with it. You can't say what you say and expect everybody to react the same way. Um, I did want to add real quick that I also feel like if you're going to be the person to be in Will Smith's position and decide that what somebody did offended you and you're going to slap the shit out of them, then I also feel like you should be prepared for whatever consequences come with that. So in Will Smith's situation, if that means like he's not invited to any more Oscar show shows or I know they were the um, LAPD was involved and they said that Chris Rock uh, declined to press charges. But if it was a situation where he did decide to press charges against him, I feel like Will Smith should just have to live with those consequences because of the actions that he took because at the end of the day he did assault him but the reason why he did it is irrelevant but he did assault him so just know that the rest of us y'all cannot be going around slapping the shit out of people because you're offended because you might go to jail don't be will smith but also don't be chris rock and i'm gonna leave it there So another thing that came up at the Oscars was Beyonce was nominated for, she was nominated for best, what was it? Best original song for her performance of the Be Alive song in the King Richard movie. So both Beyonce and Billie Eilish were nominated for this award and Billie Eilish ended up winning the award for, uh, what did she win it for? I think she wanted for like a covered a song that she did in the James Bond theme song. So all the beehive the beehives are upset. They're upset because in 2019 Beyonce was she wasn't even given the chance to be um nominated for her 2019 uh song Spirit from the Lion King movie. So everybody feels like every time Beyonce should be up for an Oscar, it's never awarded to her. So I just want to know at what point like wh- what what more does Beyonce have to do to earn an Oscar? And at this point, should we even be pressed that they're not giving her an Oscar and just chalk it up to this is the shit that they do? Because the whole point of people trying to boycott all these shows before was because they don't be giving us the awards when they know that we deserve them. And I feel like the fact that Beyonce is, she's black. 
she's a woman. I feel like she has to work twice as hard as anybody else who is not black and who is not a woman to get these awards. Billie Eilish is young. She's way younger than Beyonce. She pretty much just came into the game and she's already racked up all these awards. And it's like, look at all the things that Beyonce has um, accomplished and she's still not worthy enough of an Oscar. Like what? At this point, I feel like anybody else can sneeze and they'll give them an Oscar and Beyonce be like, nah, sis, you still not ready. I feel like as a black woman in today's society, we always have to work twice as hard, maybe three times as many, sometimes five times as hard, not even to get awarded. We have to work five times as hard just to be recognized that we're even doing the things that we're doing. And it's sad. It's really sad because I like you see it in the workplace all the time. You could be doing one thing and then your coworker comes in who's younger than you. She's not black or he's not black. And they're given the recognition that they deserve. And you've been there for way longer and you're not given the recognition that you deserve. I literally woke up yesterday morning and saw a post on LinkedIn talking about the same thing about how black women always have to prove themselves a lot more than anybody else. And it's like, and again, we're all the black men that are out there trying to root us on and support us and fight for us the way that we fight for them. Cause all I hear is crickets. I've been seeing posts on social media about the new Supreme court justice. Um, what was her name again? I feel like I'm going to butcher her name. Atanji Brown Jackson. And it's like, the things that this lady has to go through, like on paper, she's more than qualified for the job that that is being put in front of her. But yet she's still been scrutinized and talked about and all these things to seem like she's an unfit person for her job. Like I don't this lady went to Harvard Law. She went to Harvard University and then she went to Harvard Law School. I don't know many people that went to Harvard Law School that are up for to become a Supreme Court justice. But it's it's the way of life. Like we just always have to work harder and it's not it's not fair, but if it's one thing black women will do is persevere and make a way. If they don't want to give us the way, then we'll we'll find a way. We always do what we got to do to get what we need, and that's a fact. Anyways, I feel like that's all I had to talk about today. I want to know what you guys' opinions are about the whole Will Smith situation. I want to know how you feel about uh, Beyonce, again, not getting an Oscar. Like, do you feel like she was deserving of it? Do you feel like she wasn't? Um, So I'm going to leave you guys with this week's mantra, and it is, Failure is only the starting line to greatness. And this was actually a quote that my therapist left me with last week because I always have this need to always be perfect. And it's like, I feel like if I fail at something, then it's the end of the world. And I feel like failure is really only a lesson learned. It's not the end of the world. If you fail at something, that means that 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 option A didn't work. Now you can move on to option B. Option B doesn't work. Then you move on to option C. That's the great thing about life. Failure is only the starting line to greatness. Make sure you're following the podcast on Instagram at Momsley Podcast. That's M-O-M-S-L-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Momsley Podcast. And I will chat with you guys next time. Bye.